Hey, Unstoppable. Unstoppable Josh. Hey, Kilroy. Hey, Alfred, Alfred. Welcome, Antonio. having me on of course hey everybody make sure to tweet out the room let folks know we're here welcome welcome we'll get started in like one more minute know that this is the uh, first day of the NBA final so I appreciate <laughs> everybody coming I know we're talking about sports and <laughs> and fitness and uh, we're doing it on a day where a lot of people are watching some of the best right now so appreciate everybody who's tuning in <laughs> it may it may be on in the background <laughs> that's fine with me <laughs> so thanks everybody for joining we'll go ahead and get started um, so thanks for coming to NFTs for Good. We're a weekly Twitter spaces. It's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT, crypto, and Web3 space. We try to do this at least once every week. And you can check out the schedule on our website, booststudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. And we know there are tons of stories that always come out about, you know, the not so great aspects of Web3, crypto and NFTs. And we believe on this show, we keep talking about the positive aspects and about how the people behind these projects and companies are trying to make the world a better place through Web3, crypto and NFTs that we can really elevate the conversation. So with this show and the subsequent shows that we'll do, we'll continue to highlight the people and founders that also include a social good or or include a social good component in what they're building and we really hope that two things can happen from this conversation one we hope that you get to connect with other founders and their courageous journey of going from idea to building in public and also be inspired by their stories and know that there are some really good people out here building this new internet Again, you can check out our upcoming shows and sign up for updates at bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. And quick disclaimer that all opinions of the guests or hosts may not reflect the views of Blue Studios or its hosts and that this Twitter spaces is for informational purposes only. Um, also, none of the show, none of the opinions of the show by the hosts or panels can be considered investment advice. So do your own research, be safe, and make sure you talk to any security and investment advisors for more information on how NFTs and crypto fit into your collectible and ownership portfolio. 
Also, this is being recorded, so we can have it on the website and other places to promote future shows. Quickly about me before we get a quick intro from our guests. Um, I'm Kelly, founder of Blue Studios. We built a community around education, family, and Web3. We employ a learn-to-earn and play-to-earn model, leveraging our adorable robot, Bella, who's like our Mickey Mouse. And a big part of what we do is around coming up with an innovative approach to educating and inspiring families to learn and earn together, but also to onboard more families in a safe way to Web3. Super happy to be here today. And, you know, I really love doing this because I get to listen to the stories of great founders and the people behind the Web3 crypto and NFT movement. Obviously, Web3 is fast-paced. There's something new every single day. It's 24-7. You have to work harder and faster than you ever could imagine. But for me, I love just slowing it down, having these conversations, and digging deep with amazing guests like we have today. So with that, um, I will pass it on to Daniel, our first guest. Obviously, we'll get in deeper, but um, just do like a quick intro, and then we'll we'll go right into the discussion. Absolutely, Kelly. Thank you for for having me, and and everyone. Thanks for being on. I'm the CEO and founder of DPC Labs. We are a digital player card uh, platform. Essentially, we created an NFT marketplace and platform to help any athlete of any sport create a digital player card of themselves as an NFT. So to just quick give quick reference on that, if anybody here played sports growing up and had a physical card of themselves created by the you know by the league they were in, we essentially take that physical card and we now make that digital. We help you own your moment. So Kelly and I connected because of the importance of education in Web3 for the youth. And for us, it's integrating young athletes into Web3 through an NFT and a digital, you know, not just an NFT, but a digital player card of themselves. And, and through this education purpose, rather than, you know, just having to go sort of buy a project and learn about it that way. So that's a little bit about what we do. And I'm, I'm excited to be on here and, and share more about what we're doing at DPC Labs. Can I, are you uh, speaking? I don't know if we can hear you. Hello? Is, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's my turn. Yet. Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. Okay, okay great. Hi. Uh, hi, everyone. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Uh, good evening. Good morning. I'm not sure where everybody is. I'm based in New York City, so it's good. So it's evening for me uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, my name is Pio, and I'm a CEO of Forever. And we built uh, Web3 social games for healthy habits. Um, essentially, we make, uh, you know, healthy living approachable and fun. Um, just, a, you know, sort of a very quick uh, uh, background on the, on the, on the, uh, on the product. We, we launched a stats competition between uh, New York City and Miami. You know, had 20,000 people signed up in less than a month. So that was really encouraging uh, to see, you know, half a billion steps that people have logged so far on our platform. And we're launching uh, more products uh, uh, soon. Um, this sort of NFT-based uh, uh, character uh, game uh, where your efforts, your, your health data and your um, exercise data levels up the, uh, the character in the game. Um, so essentially, we incentivize you to live a healthier life and and sort of see the result of that uh in your uh, nft character and uh just a quick background uh on my on myself as well um 10 for past 10 plus years i ran a uh, fairly sizable uh social network with about uh 2 million users uh and that was you know in web 2 and then um you know in the past i would say 5 years I spent uh, quite a bit of time in uh, human health and human longevity uh, research space. So then, and as well, you know, sort of have been in, in crypto and Web3 for a couple of years, sort of on the sidelines as well in terms of like my, my side projects. So then I decided to sort of combine all these three things into, into this product that, uh, that we're building right now. Awesome. So I figure we'll start um, from the beginning and 
Daniel or Pior, you can either one can go first, but always love to hear kind of the origin story, how you got started in the space, you know, what happened from, you know, hey, I'm fascinated by this to I'm dedicating myself 24 seven to making this happen. So either or, PR, did you want to go first? Sure. Um, yes. So, I mean, I would say, you know, for me, I've been always, a, I always liked building uh, products and, and, you know, as a, you know, sort of a teenager, I was like building video games. And, and so sort of always have been this sort of interested in, 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 in building digital products. Um, and so, as I said, you know, for many years I've worked in Web two and and you know enjoyed sort of always enjoyed building uh, things that other people were using and and you know sort of the more people were using it, the the more joy I I, I drew from from that. Um, and then you know when Web three really you know started to to become popular, you know, a couple of years ago, um, it wasn't obvious at the beginning, but like now it's really about you know, what motivates me, right, is, um, is the fact that, you know, we're going away from this sort of older model, right, where, where there, there are these centralized um, entities that sort of control and own the data, right, that we as users produce, right, um, to this new model that we get to partake in, in the, uh, uh, you know, in the capture of the value that's being created from this data, right? So it, it's it's sort of like a very, very, you know, it's a paradigm shift. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, until you start, and, and all of us have had that experience, um, you know, purchasing an NFT or, or you know, or starting to, and, and until you go through that, you don't realize, right? But it's sort of a very sort of like, it, it, it's a switch that sort of happens you know, uh, that you, you get it, right? And then you realize, oh, this is, this, is, this is something big, right? This sort of this idea of ownership. And when it comes to health data, especially, um, that's where, you know, we, we built this sort of, uh, you know, uh, essentially it, in the end, it's a data platform. You know, your health data, the data that's essentially is you, right? Like you're authoring that data because, you know, your body is essentially, you know, producing these biometrics. So you should be the, uh, the, uh, the owner of that data, right? And so we think that it's, that, that's what motivates me, right? Like just to answer the question is, uh, is why I'm in it. I'm in it because I love building product, but also now because I get to build something that allows people uh, to, you know, partake in capture of the value of, of what that data uh, creates. I, so going off of your, and by the way, I apologize, my internet spaz, so I, I missed the question there, but I, I, under, I understand it through your question and sort of, you know, I can go in, off of what you say with what motivates you and sort of ownership and why it's so important. So what what got me to starting DPC and what motivated me on doing this was um, the importance of ownership uh, and what Web3 can do for these young athletes. Uh, I was in law school at University of Miami and I started reading up and, and seeing sort of what Top Shot was doing, what, you know, at the time I think Recur had launched the idea of what they were going to be doing, which was, you know, the NFTs for, for college athletes, but they were using licenses of the colleges and every single one of the platforms that was dropping was working with the top 1% of athletes. And so, uh, me, you know, with my, my partners and my co-founders, one, Cambrell Roach, who's on here as well, listening right now, um, we sort of decided to figure out how can we help everyone? How can we help the everyday athlete? Uh, you know, a lot of us are former athletes. Cambrell played collegiate basketball. Some of our, you know, our other partners played collegiate basketball. And one of our good friends, was even a starting point guard for, for Cal, for, you know, the California bears when Jalen Brown, who's about to play in the NBA finals was a player on that team. He played in Europe and is now a real estate agent. You know, what, what do NFTs have to do for him? What is a digital player card? Can, what can it do for him? He trains kids back here in Miami because he was a star player in Miami. Instead of these parents just, you know, paying for a training session, the parents have now purchased an NFT, one of his, you know, digital player cards. And the utility is the kids get a training session. And so 
what we do with Web3 is not only do we help the collegiate and professional athletes, but we realize, hey, let's help all athletes. Let's educate everyone from a young age. So we help parents from, you know, helping parents create cards for kids from the age of one years old hitting a golf club, you know, golf ball to uh, a high school phenom who's in a state that can make money. Um, it's really all about education and teaching these kids about what it, what, what it means to own their moment. And, and at DPC Labs, that, that's really what we're about. And we didn't see that anywhere else. We wanted to create that uh, internally to, to be there for the everyday athlete. And so uh, not only did we do that, but we actually are in beta of creating our marketplace and secondary marketplace. Um, you know, we Kelly, you talked about in the beginning of this of, what you know what went what goes wrong in the space and that's how that's highlighted and how you want to highlight the the good that happens with the small um you know we start at the small but we're, we plan to be as big as we can and for all athletes and we start and that start and that goes with our secondary marketplace something that happened in the space with sports that was unfortunate was De'Aaron fox's project i don't know if you guys had heard about that but it was called foxy friends he dropped a project ended up losing out on his developers, couldn't maintain the project, couldn't maintain the promises he promised in utility and had to ultimately drop the project. He, he got sued for doing that project. What did that do? That scared project, you know, other athletes away from the space. They were worried, how do I enter? In the platform we created, we, gave, we give athletes the ability to enter the space without having to worry about developers, without having to worry about um, the utility. It's a, you know, it's a straight up deal on, Hey, if you're giving three pairs of three jerseys, a training session, that's it. It's not a, a lifetime commitment because these athletes can't maintain that. And, and it's important to give them a platform that they can do that on. So I'm sure we'll go into it more, but that's, you know, a little bit onto the motivation of, of the why for, from us. Yeah, no, I agree with, with all of those things. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a challenge um, when your your main job is, you know, being an actual athlete versus like being an NFT project <laughs> um, owner, which is a whole, you know, 24-7 job itself. So I can definitely understand how that can be scary, especially with that example. Um, I know you talked a little bit about um, digital player cards, um, but, you know, just in case folks didn't hear earlier, you know, how... What exactly is a digital player card? How should folks think about them? Um, and then also, you know, what are some other examples of how athletes are using them to like connect with their fans? Yeah, absolutely. So a di essentially, a think of a digital player card as taking a LeBron James card. Well, actually think about it like this. Think about it as what you see with Top Shot. Combine what you see with Top Shot and a physical card of LeBron James, that's a digital player card. So what we do is we, we'll, we'll take a photo of any athlete from you know a league that they're in, whether it be the NBA or Little League, take that photo, and if they have personal video content, we'll take that. So if it's a high school tape or Little League, we'll attach that to the card, and we essentially combine that to be a, a one you know video. If anybody wants to look, uh, uh, let me see. We might be able to pin one of the tweets here on one of the card. What, what are the cards looks like for people? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> okay, I think that if you look at the pin tweet on the DPC NFT pro like on our DPC NFT uh, page, that's what one of the digital player card looks looks like. And so, essentially, we attach this personal highlight. That's sort of what that own own your moment means. Um, and we essentially create. Uh, the card out of that. We teach these athletes about owning their moment. How do we then attach them with their community, their fans, it, on a few different ways? One being that utility, whether it be a training session, a one-off golf opportunity, or just memorabilia being given, and or a few of our athletes. This is this hasn't come out yet, so for the people on here, you're the first ones hearing it. But some of our athletes that are dropping cards over the summer will be having people help choose what they wear to maybe the dinner gala or the walk-up, you know, routine before the game, the tie that they wear, maybe the socks they wear. They'll give a few options. So things to sort of get, you know, make it fun for a fan to feel engaged with an athlete's life. Um, another way that we're engaging fans with, you know, athletes with their fans is summer camps. Going into the summer, a lot of these athletes this summer are putting on 
youth camps for kids in their local hometown areas. We will be sponsoring a few of these camps this summer to be creating cards for these campers, to gift these campers NFTs, to bring them into Web3, educate them through an NFT of their own, you know, an NFT player card of themselves from this camp. So that fan engagement for an athlete is they get to be a pioneer of Web3 for the youth as, you know, an athlete hosting a summer camp. So that's a little bit, you know, that's kind of how we're, we're putting things together for, for athletes to help engage with their fans, their community, without promising, you know, a lifetime community that, that they can't withstand and withhold. That yeah, makes sense. Um, and then, Pior, um, want to ask you about Move to Earn, um, which is something that you've been able to coin um, with forever. So mm-hmm. what what is Move to Earn? And then also, how have you been able to incorporate this into your mission to help people lead healthier lives? Yeah, great question. So, yeah, simply Move to Earn is, is where we align the incentives, right, uh, for you to do something, you know, some action uh, that's, you know, is in the physical world, right? Like whether it's walking, whether it's running, whether it's some other kind of exercise, right? That then translates into, you know, a reward uh, with, you know, a, a token or, uh, or another currency sort of, you know, that, that we, you know, we run, right? And so in a way, we're sort of gamifying, right, uh, fitness and gamifying, you know, you, uh, you know, incentivizing you to, to get out of bed, you know, get, get out, outside, you know, pandemic, you know, has pushed us inside, right? Like, we're, we, we're now attached to our screens, you know, uh, we spent, you know, seven hours, um, you know, on average per day um, uh, on, on, on our screens, Um and so that, you know, has led to, you know, uh, all-time high obesity, right, um, anxiety, depression. So the way we think about Move to Earn is how do we, how do we you know, incentivize people to, to live healthier lifestyles, right? How do we incentivize people and, and sort of uh, align those incentives where they, you know, get outside, you know, and walk, you know, and there's... There's actual studies. There's actually, um, you know, clinical studies with large numbers of people, 50,000 people, where the data clearly shows that if you take, you know, a certain amount of steps, you know, six, seven thousand, ten thousand steps a day, which is about a, you know, half an hour walk, um, you're all, you know, uh, your your mortality risk goes down, um, and and so. You know, so this is sort of the data, right, that we see. But then we think to ourselves, okay, how do we actually build fun games? Uh, how do we engage, you know, communities? This is where we, you know, where we created that steps competition between New York City and Miami that was so uh, so uh, engaging for, for so many people. Is, is we want to, you know, we want to create games around it, fun games, fun, fun uh, uh, things to do. And at the same time, you know, um, help people realize that, you know, there's ways they can, uh, you know, do certain things that will make them healthier, right? And in this case, you know, because it, it takes time to, to form these healthy habits, you know, because you don't, you know, a day after, you know, you don't necessarily see results, but it maybe it takes, it takes a month, right, for you to be consistently walking those six, seven, eight thousand steps a day, and then you notice, hey, I'm sleeping better. You know, I'm I'm feeling better, and that's where like you form this long-term habit, right? But it takes that initial, you know, incentive, right? Like, hey, I get some coins, you know, in my wallet to get you to realize that, you know, maybe if I continue doing this, you know, I uh, I have I have a higher chance of of forming this this healthy habit. Um, so I'm not sure if that you know answers the question, but. Um, yeah, no, definitely. You'd be surprised what oh, just even, you know, the equivalent of five dollars, yeah, dollar or something. To yeah, th- those are small amounts, but yeah. it, it's it's just gamifying, you know, this sort of our natural sort of because we've evolved, you know, when you look at how we've we've evolved for for you know instant gratification, right? Um, 
And so, so what our system, the way we're designing the, the incentives, we're trying to sort of uh, incentivize delayed gratification, right? How do we, how do we incentivize sort of this longer term, term thinking? And, you know, it's just in general, just to even zoom out a little bit. And that's why, like, I feel crypto and Web3 is so well aligned for this is because, you know, we're not only incentivizing, you know, sort of this short term, like make you walk a little more every day. I think what we're trying also to do is incentivize um, education, right? Incentivize learning about yourself. And that's where, like, I feel like this real um, strong alignment with what Web3 is, is sort of this idea of being self-sovereign. So you essentially take, start to take care of yourself, start to take care of your own health, right? The doctor that you go to uh, and you see him, you know, once a year at best, right, for 15 minutes, they don't have the time to look at your data. And the amount of data we have now, we can collect from all the wearables we have, whether it's just even Apple Health, right, or, or Android, but then there's Aura Ring, there's Whoop, there's, there's Fitbit, there's all these wearables that are generating so much data, but your doctor is not going to be looking at that data. They, they don't have the time. So it's really on you to start looking at the data and start realizing, hey, you know, if, if I learn something from this, then, then maybe I can change this habit or that habit. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about this because I've learned so much about myself over the five years because I've been sort of really deeply embedded in the, in the human longevity, human health space. And then I realized there's so much information out there. And then how do we, you know, how do we gamify sort of this, inf like learning about all this? Because we're all, you know, we're all busy with our lives and, and, you know, health is, or being healthy is not a very sexy subject, right? Like we'd rather be entertained. So, so the question becomes, how do you, take this and this is where i feel like you know the nfts for good really like plays into that how do we you know how do we incentivize people to become self-sovereign about their health and start educating themselves through fun engaging tactics and and really you know make a difference uh in in their lives that way no that that is a great uh perspective um yeah i think uh the more we realize like you know, obviously there are some things outside of our control, right? But right. part we can control a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. And I think that applies in health and education, et cetera. Exactly. I think it like, hey, you once you learn more more about yourself, there's more you can yeah. control and um, empower yourself to lead a better life. So I love that. That's right. Taking yeah. ownership, right? And that's what I yeah. feel like that's what Web3 is about. You take ownership of whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, whether it's other aspects of, uh, of your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think, you know, Web3 and is sort of uh, ownership is the importance of, of why Web3 is created. And I think, um, you know, something that uh, like sort of goes exactly towards why, like I said, DBC, you know, as well was created. Uh, something that's interesting you say and you think about when Web3 and sports, some Dapper Labs and what they've done is amazing. You know, Top Shot, they have their haters. Some people are not happy with it right now, but, but people do love it. They have, you know, their true fan base behind them. They have NFL Day, they have UFC Strike. But what you look at behind all those platforms is where does the ownership stay with? It's the corporation. Yeah, the players' associations have all signed into deals with their, with them, but majority of the money there goes to, you know, the the, the league. The small tier players don't make anything from those deals. And the purpose of Web3 was, you know, like Pierre said, is to, you know, give it to the individual, the ownership of, uh, of themselves. And so I think that's the importance of, of these smaller Web3 platforms and not even smaller, but these platforms doing things like what Pure is doing and like what we're doing is because, you know, it's really truly taking the importance of Web3 and, and why it was uh, created and and giving the true value of it to you know the individual creators the you know people themselves. Yeah, definitely, exactly. So um, I'm going to continue with another question. 
Um, so I'd love to talk about the chain or chains that you guys are using for your solutions and a little bit more about like why you chose those chains, at least to start with, right? Yeah. So um, we're using Solana. Um, a big thing for us with utilizing Solana was uh, we are actually working with a lot of uh, public schools, you know, in the public school system and being able to gift NFTs to to individuals if they're sponsored uh, and not have these individuals have to pay gas fees to uh, receive the NFT or send it to their family members was extremely important to us. So using Solana was, was you know, why we went with Solana. I think what we're seeing in the NFT space is, is cross-chain is going to be important, being able to utilize more than one chain. You know, we saw Solana go down the other day. Um, so being able to incorporate other chains, I think, is important. Um, we're actually doing our due diligence and work right now to, to decide what chain we're going to bring on next. But we started with Solana, and, and it's exciting. Uh, we love, you know, we do love being on Solana um, I think for us and, and what we're about in our mission, it aligns with, you know, Solana and the mission of, of uh, sort of what they're building on and, of, and what they're building about. Yes, yeah, similar here as well. I mean, we're, we're you know, targeting down the road, we're targeting uh, cross-chain. Um, we started on Stacks and, and that worked well for us for the uh, Steps competition because, you know, that was enough of a throughput. But for the next game where we see quite a bit more uh, sort of, uh, you know, transactions, uh, we're, we're going to go with a layer two, um, you know, looking at, at Polygon, looking, looking at, uh, at uh, Binance uh, Smart Chain and Solana as well. Very good. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, you know, gas fees and stability are two big things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Think about Absolutely. Chains. Um, but, you know, we're still early with so many. But yeah, I agree. I think cross chain, multi chain is definitely the future. Um, wanted to go back to Daniel and talk a little bit about um, name, image, and likeness for athletes. Um, so, how have you been able to handle that? You know, how do you see athletes monetizing your platform for that? Or do you see any ways that your platform will leverage like B2B relationships, revenue opportunities to certain athletes on your platform? Yeah, absolutely. So um, NIL, when that the day that that ruling came out, we're actually coming up on a year from that, you know, exact ruling, which is crazy to think that it's only been a year because if you have been following uh, the sports space and NIL, the, the deals that have happened in this year are crazy. Um, but when you look down at the data of NIL and what the average athlete makes, um, it's really small. It's a very small amount. I think it's something like $50. Um, and you're, you know, that's still not incorporating every sport that's incorporating probably your top six sports. Um, so I, I think for us, NIL has been interesting because um, us as a platform, like I said, we're, we're willing to work with anybody, all athletes, any sport, um, any, any gender. And I think that's, we have essentially agents, uh, and marketing agents reaching out to us daily because we're willing to work with any of these athletes. We're actually working with a few collectives, which is going to be interesting. Um, we're really going to, we're, we're really going to be changing the NIL space because our platform is going to provide boosters and collectives the ability to pay athletes through a third-party platform without necessarily paying an athlete to go to a school um and so that's it's it's because we want to provide a product we want the athlete to be educated not just be paid to go somewhere and so by giving them this edge you know this education web3 platform we can provide nfts to them that can get them this monetization to to stay in college um which you know quite frankly, some of these guys might make more money now staying in college than they might make going to the pros for their first year or two. Um, so NIL has been really interesting. I think where it's going to get even more interesting is right now nine high school states can make money. Um, I think that's going to get really interesting over the next three years. I see that changing so every state can. Um, but it, it, it's the wild, wild west. I think regulation is still needed. Um I just don't know what that looks like and how you do it. I think for right now, it's good that athletes can make money. Um, they deserve to make money. Um, but 
you know, something down the line. There will be regulations down the line. Just no one knows what. Yeah, that's really interesting. Didn't know the average player makes like fifty dollars for like most major sports. Like really low. Wouldn't expect it to be so low, but that yeah. I think it's things where like the top always make the most, and then it's like everybody else. And that's what you're hearing about. I mean, you know, there's platforms like Open Doors and, and Market Price that are essentially marketplace platforms for athletes to, you know, take any business deal. And there's deals from anywhere from, you know, $25.50 for, you know, a single Instagram post to, you know, a few thousand for a clothing line, you know, deal. So it, athletes get can take it. It just it, really what it comes down to nowadays, which is, I think, the education portion, not just in Web3, but is sort of just on an athlete's brand is social media. And it's the craziest thing. But all of these brands out there define what they give an athlete on a deal based off of social media. Like it's, it's really strictly social media right now. It, it's a following base and it's a, and an influencer base. And that's, what's defining who's getting these large deals. Um, but then I, you also asked on the B2B side, you know, what are we doing? Uh, the camp, you know, we're leveraging the, these camps um, B2B for us is, is through these camps where we're going, you know, summer camps, high schools, middle schools, parents, directly B2B as a souvenir rather than selling for a fan, you know, for an athlete to their fan community. So that's how we're leveraging our B, the B2B model as well. Oh, I love that idea. as like a, you know, takeaway from a training camp. That's awesome. And, and, and it's kind of, you know, some of these training camps that the kids will get a picture with the athlete and that'll be on the front of the card. So for them, it's, it's, more than just you know their own card of themselves, but it's a commemorative of of the camp. Oh, that's really nice. I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I was a little bit athletic. I did. Hopefully, nobody judges me. I was a college cheerleader, so I cheered. <laughs> that counts. I mean, listen, <laughs> we are. I no, I'm not kidding. We are. We we will create. Listen, we'll create a card for you. I I can't wait for it. We yeah. uh for us like. We're, a big demographic for us that we're excited for is the dance market. Like there's 150 dance camps put around, put on around the country every single year. And parents love to get photos of their, you know, of their young daughters or um, sons dancing. And, and for us to be able to then commemorate that as an NFT as well, that that's a sport. It's, it's, it's their sport. And so um, for us, there's no reason why a sport should be defined, whether it's archery, whether it's, uh, you know, um, cheerleading, dance, anything, uh, basketball, you know, if it's a sport, it's a sport bowling. We work with all athletes to create cards for them and help them own their moment, feel like a star. And, and like you said, NFTs for good. And really that's what we're about is, is making people feel good by having, you know, an NFT themselves feeling like a star. Yeah, I love that. I wish I had proof I used to be able to do a backflip because I certainly <laughs> cannot. There's got to be a video somewhere. <laughs> I would hurt myself doing that now. So <laughs> I wish I had digital proof on chain forever so that I could do that one day. Um, yeah, no, both me and my, my husband, he played baseball at the college level. And we both are like, man, I wish I had, you know, proof of all these things I used to be able to do physically <laughs> somewhere. And, you know, it's just hard to record things back then. Yeah, so, absolutely. My parents found my physical actually it was today my parents found my physical four-year-old soccer card i i mean we're gonna turn it into an nfc that's a tease people will be able to see that it's coming but my parents found my four-year-old card and i I, like if if anybody has followed sort of what dpc has done and they've heard a podcast of me speak why kind of my my whole thing on why i wanted to do this was my brother had his physical ones and I always thought where are, you know, it would, it would have been so awesome if I had it digitally. And, you know, I tell the story about, I have no idea where they are. I can't find them I, to this day. I didn't even know, to be honest, that they created one when I was four years old. I was talking about the ones when I was like 12, you know, 10 through 13, but they found the one cause they're moving. They found the one that, that from when I was four years old. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it, you, it's, you're right. It's, you wish you would have had all those moments and I'm glad I found that, but like being able to now do that for parents, for kids at such an early age now is, is exciting. 
No, it is. It's very, it's, it's definitely priceless. So I will, what I will keep the conversation moving. Talk about that all, <laughs> that specific part all day. Um, but I'll go over to Pior. So I would love to um, get your perspective a little bit more. I think we talked about, you mentioned this early on about your, your perspective on fitness tracking technology, um, any data privacy challenges around that. And then um, how do you also think the blockchain can make, you know, that fitness data more actionable? Yeah. So great question. Um, you know, the way I think about this is a couple and from a couple of um, standpoint, uh, a couple of different angles. Um, so one, you know, yes. Uh, so I think it's, it's interesting, right? Like, so you obviously, you know, this is your data. So especially in terms of health data, so you wouldn't want to put that on chain, right? But what you can do is you can, you know, put the, the hash of it, right? So there's a sort of a provenance, a proof of that you've, you know, created, you know, a certain biometric data, but it's stored, you know, essentially encrypted, right? And your key, the, the, the wallet key, though, your Web3 wallet is what um, decrypts it, right? So that's one way of thinking about it. The other way uh, is, is actually interesting um, where, you know, because you are not tying your, your real identity, right? So there is no email address. There is no first name, last name tied to your account, right? If you don't want to, obviously. Then, you know, when you share this kind of data, let's say you choose to share, you know, certain piece uh, of your data, and then other people do that in, let's say, a city, right? Then you can have an anonymized, you know, dashboard, right? So what if, you know, down the line, you had a way uh, to see, you know, what is the overall health of, of a city, right? Um, and by that, I mean, like, how do people actually, you know, what is their heart rate in terms of, you know, uh, is it lower? Is it higher? You know, when it's higher, they're probably stressed out, right? So then you know, a, a, a local government can actually look at the effectiveness of their policy, right? Like, are they, because they're spending money, right? They're deciding, right, how to spend money uh, on parks, on, on, you know, on bike lanes and those kinds of things, sort of improving the quality of life, right, of their citizens. And now they potentially have a anonymized, you know, sort of dashboard across the city telling them, hey, you know, the citizens, their heart rate, is, is has been doing better right because and I'm, obviously you know this is this is a long-term vision and, and project but this is where i feel like those kinds of applications are starting to be possible right because of the fact that you know this data is anonymized it's not tied to your real identity it's tied to a pseudo pseudo uh pseudo anonymous identity um so that's one way the other way I, the other one I wanted to mention as well is, is sort of just to tie it back to the uh, the business model, you know, and how does this all work into like, how do you actually, can you actually make money off of your data, right? And I feel like there's actually so much happening in this space right now. Uh, and and this, this sort of movement that's, um, you know, in, in on Ethereum uh, called decentralized science. And so these projects such as uh, VitaDAO, LabDAO, BioDAO, where uh, these large, uh, not large, but but these DAOs are basically creating these platforms for independent labs to come in, you know, and 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 basically fund uh, independent, uh, 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 you know, novel drug discovery. Um, so, you know, our our as we know, you know, our healthcare system is not working optimally, right? Like big pharma has the priorities around, you know, making money. And so a lot of things, a lot, a lot of research that could be done, you know, to improve, uh, to, to better, you know, sort of the, the, the healthcare system is not done for, you know, for economical reasons, because it does take, you know, a billion dollars to develop a new drug, right? Because, you know, uh, uh, there are certain costs that, that go into that. So when, you, when you're talking about, you know, smaller, uh, uh, you know, uh, drugs that not necessarily, you know, are not widely, you know, uh, uh, useful, but for certain diseases, you know, it's hard to fund those. It's hard to find, uh, you know, uh, funding for those. And then there's another flip side to that as well. Um, Off-patent drugs that are, 
um, essentially the patent has expired and therefore there is no path to making a lot of money from that drug, even though the drug has potentially amazing therapeutic uh, effects, right? So, and just to give you an example, vitamin D, right? There is data, right, that is showing that just vitamin D for certain, um, we're talking about even cancer, right? Like certain cancers, there's, there's data that is showing that just, a, uh, you know, a, a regimen of vitamin D uh, helps you with that, right? But a doctor today will not prescribe it because there is no uh, clinical trials, right? And so what if, you know, you were able to fund, uh, you know, a clinical trial that studies vitamin D, right, in a certain, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, setting and, you know, and then essentially, you know, uh, uh, gets gets you to a point where you can actually prescribe it right where a doctor can 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 prescribe it as a treatment and so today that's not possible because big pharma is not going to sponsor that because they're not going to make billions of dollars from that but because of these decentralized science platforms it's starting to become possible and now you as a participant because you have you you can choose to participate in in a clinical trial like this, right? Studying the effects of vitamin D with your data, right? Because you choose to participate in that clinical trial, you get some kind of a token as a reward, right? And if that clinical trial passes, you know, uh, the, all the three stages and it turns out to be very safe and, and effective, you know, you get to participate in the, in the capture of that value that was created. So it might not be billions of dollars, but maybe there's some some element of, of value that's being created, and that gets fed back into you because you you know contributed uh, and you participated in the clinical trial. So that's that's why why I'm so excited about this, right? And and the fact that we're opening up a whole new sort of uh, business model, right? For for how we fund uh, uh, you know medical research. I, I love both of those perspectives, um, especially around like the funding, like having, you know, the people more, more of the population being able to fund the things that they um, are interested in participating in and want to see happen. But yeah, no, that is um, super interesting. I'm, I'm glad you're working on that. Um, I will also say uh, just to the whole audience, um, start thinking about some questions. Um, so, you know, I'll keep asking questions, but if you do have a question, just make sure to request uh, to come up on stage and we'll make sure that you can ask our amazing guests some questions. So start thinking. Um, and in the meantime, while you guys are thinking, I'll ask another one. So um, let's talk about some of your, the great partnerships that both of you guys um, leverage. Um, so, Daniel, um, tell us a little bit about partnerships with, you know, Shrimp Society, Grind, Acumen, anybody else, and um, Pior. Also, would love to hear about with Alex and City Coins. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so a lot of our partnerships stem around. Actually, those are very early partnerships that we created. But our partnerships stem around, you know, how can we help create a player card for someone in their community? So, Grind is actually a uh, they're actually a shark tank back company that creates a portable shooting machine and, and so what we are going to be doing is we're going to be offering player cards with the stats of uh, the shooting machine to the people who have bought the early shooting machines for them so i think they've sold about 600 of these shooting machines and we're going to be offering cards to those 600 um shrimp society is actually a founder-based community here in south florida so we, we leverage, you know, working with them sort of as a community growth effort in the Miami, South Florida area. Uh, some other partnerships we've created and something exciting that we're working on that we just uh, closed is uh, Cameron Crutwig. He's a former Loyola Chicago basketball player. We're going to be working with him on his summer camp this summer um, to offer NFTs. And uh, we actually um, just brought in a new um, a partner to – uh, help expand into the South Florida area. Um, his name is Ted Lucas to essentially help really grow in the under, you know, in the 
full community of South Florida really, and, and essentially be able to bring this to, to everyone. So it's a few of our partnerships. Um, Ted's actually a, a CEO and founder of Slip and Slide Records, um, the record company behind Rick Ross and, and many others. And so bringing him in is, is bringing in a reputable business name to, to help us grow and scale the platform. So, Yeah, as far as us, um, yeah, we um, Alex Alex Dex, which is essentially a decentralized exchange, right, uh, that runs on Stacks, um, was was very uh, graciously offered to sponsor um, the um, the uh, the Steps competition. So that's that's been great for us. Um, so yes, uh, working looking out for for partners, you know. Uh, now we're we're trying to partner with uh, you know with with brands that are that are um, health aligned, um, health inspired. So so really, I think you know a lot of a lot of sort of web two you know um, corporate uh, uh, entities out there are looking for ways to to get into web three. So we are uh, we're definitely um, you know uh, trying to help them um, enter this this space. Awesome. Thank you. And let's see Kilroy come on up to the stage. Hello, guys. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, uh, uh, Pure. And uh, to you, Kelly, good morning. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a great question for Daniel. And uh, with regards to uh, sports NFTs, uh, I am very uh, interested in these uh my my question is: uh, Is there any plans in the drawing board for potential uh, to create esports team where the NFT owner can create a team, and uh, maybe if that uh, uh, team is created, he or she can sell that team for a profit and split it between its team members? Uh, is there any plans in the drawing board for it to create esports teams? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. I, I love that question. I think that um, the esports space of Web three is is sort of ever ever so growing. Um, we've seen a few companies start to pop up that are really doing it right. As to our plans, I can say yes, it's definitely in the drawing board. Um, as to when that comes out, um, I don't know if that comes out in this in this year. Um, but I know that we have esports in the drawing board. There are a few leagues that we are in touch with. Um, as to how the platform will work within esports, um, we have not determined that yet. I love you know what you discussed. I, I, I know there is. I don't know the name of it, but there's one other platform that I think has started to to do something similar to that. But as to sharing profits with the community token holders, not necessarily. Uh, the team. Um, but I, I love that, you know, I love that idea. And yes, it's definitely on the drawing board. Thank you very much for that, Daniel. Uh, I'll be uh, watching out for it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And feel free to reach out anytime. All right. And Antonio, I think you have a question. Hey, yeah, Kelly, and, and to add to Kiroi's point, and, and Dan, I think you were thinking of Krauthaus DAO. I remember reading about that recently about um, them trying to, I think, um, purchase an NBA team or something of that sort. But um, yeah, thanks so much for, for doing this, guys. Every week, this has kind of become a, um, a recurring ritual for me that I look forward to. I'm learning so much about the space. And um, I can say that sports and gamifying activities and incentives it's it's always occupied my interest from a, a very young age so what you're doing dan in pure is um super exciting to me um dan when you were talking about um parents wanting to chronicle and kind of collect sports accomplishments of, of their students it made me think of aau teams and you know there's documentaries out now um, even going way back into the 90s in Chicago, Hoop Dreams. Um, if something like this existed back then, um, and, and kind of to Kelly's point, and uh, it, it, it's something that 
really would, would have changed the game early on. And I think we're in an exciting time where um, we're able to witness a lot of some new innovations come to the forefront to, to kind of shift the game, so to speak. And, and I'm glad that you all are behind it because this is um, super interesting and fun to do. And um, some of the alpha that you dropped in about having some of the cardholders be able to vote on what like a, a, a college athlete or um, an athlete might be able to wear to a gala. It made me think of um, the gamers out there, right? Like uh, I'm, I was an avid Madden fan um, in high school and I played on career mode. So I had the option to be able to interact with um, a creative player and choose the suits that he wore on draft night. So um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be following along your journey just to see and hopefully participate and see what um what what comes of DPC. Yeah, so. I, I I appreciate that I, and thank you. And um, you know, you're absolutely right. It, it's sort of you know being able to change that game and and AU the Chicago. I mean, <laughs> I've definitely watched all of them. Um, and, but mm-hmm. you know, every documentary out there. But that's actually you know the exact sort of target demographic that we, of who we're targeting and who we're reaching out to. And who we're helping because um, everyone can help the, the top star athletes, and there are star athletes in the AAU leagues. But it's it's being able to educate them now about why ownership is so important. And something that you know I, I didn't mention earlier, and, and Kelly was with the bad in the spaces. There are a lot of platforms doing great in, in NFTs and sports, but they're they're paying athletes up front. And don't get me wrong, that's great for an athlete. If an athlete can get ten thousand dollars up front on a deal, you know that's awesome for them. But not every athlete can take that deal. So it skews the everyday athlete's mind on what a Web3 deal looks like. A Web3 is not the same as a Web2 deal. And so I think a lot of athletes are, are, are losing that sort of reality of it's not just a normal Web2 deal. You can't just sign for $10,000 and be done with it. If you're going to sell a card, there's got to be something to it. Even if you give one jersey away. Like there's got to be something, and I think we lose that in NFTs and and the importance of it because it's um, because of what other companies do. And so I don't knock other companies because what they're doing is great. I never would do that. I commend companies that's model pays athletes upfront because they can do that. But we we partner with Rev Splits on athletes because it's a business deal to educate, not just you know pay upfront. Absolutely, no, I'm. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And yeah, that's that's so true. And that's actually going to lead to, to my question for both of you and Pure. And, and Pure, too, I want to mention um, what you said about the doctors and, and being able to um, have users self-sovereign their own health data. That's powerful because um, I, I have um, a physician myself. And I know firsthand that, you know, the doctors have hundreds of patients, right? Patients that they see. Um, and they have rotating fellows who are students that review your data and then synthesize that data and give it to the doctor. So the fact that you have a solution where um, even if it's counting our steps and, and being able to see um, the activities that we do today um, can, can definitely change the game in that aspect too. So, so I do have. Um, I, I, I'm gonna throw in a, th- a fun question in there too. Um, Dan, I know you're a sports fan, and you said the game might be on in the background. I am kind of curious to know what your pick might be, and then my question, well, the, the pick for the NBA Finals, and then my question for both of you would be um, regarding metrics. Um, I, I know, Pure, that you mentioned that you um, track. Uh, I think you said close to two billion steps or something. I wanted to know what other front-facing metrics that you'll be able to share maybe um, that you track just to, um, based on your background, having worked in startups in the past, um, that you kind of benchmark yourself on so that you know that you're on the right track. I'll be curious to know um, what, what metrics that you look at specifically. And then the same for you, Dan, as far as, um, do you measure yourself on the the amount of revenue that an athlete brings in or the amount of um, NFT cars created within a year? I'm just curious to know how you all benchmark yourselves on um, 
on on your projects to determine how you um, kind of go forward from there. So the picks and the metrics, those are my questions. And thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate you all coming on. Pierre, you want to take first? Or, uh... Yeah, sure. I'll jump in. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Antonio. Um, yeah, as far as metrics goes, yeah, I mean, for us, it's really because we're building a social product. So it's it's the engagement, right? Like, so we look very closely at, uh, you know, how, how often do our uh, users engage, you know, with our product? And the way we really look at this is because, and, and we're so sort of obsessed about it and so focused about it, because in the end, you know, our users become our ambassadors, right? So, so the better product we build and the, and the, the more time we, we spend at the beginning, you know, building a really great product is, is you know, this, this then, you know, sort of uh, helps us grow, you know, because, what we see, right, is is our users using our product, seeing that they're becoming healthier, that they're feeling better, and then therefore they can they share this with with their friends, right? So so that's where really to answer your question that those are the metrics. You know, how many times did the person open our app? You know, a day. You know, and and that's what we really care about and and look for. Antonio, thank you again for the questions. And so for anybody watching, Golden State is winning right now. Uh, My pick is I think Golden State wins. Um, I'm a massive Heat fan. So, you know, there's no bias on this that, you know, I'm not choosing them because I'm not, you know, salty at all. But, no, I I do think Golden State wins separate and aside than my Heat fandom. Um, And then as to how we – how we you know validate the success in our company i think it's a few different ways um i think one is yeah how many cards are created i think um one metric is you know can how many athletes do we create cards for um we don't necessarily count that in the success but we do count that on an internal success not an out you know on on an outside scale but you know to the group here on an internal side that's how we would be you know one validation would be um as well on a b2b side how many cards we create if we get, you know, eight camps this summer and we're creating, you know, over a thousand cards, that's a good metric for us, you know, that we're going to, so that's, that's one. And then lastly, it's how many cards of the athletes do we sell? That would be sort of, you know, that last metric for the athlete side of, you know, what does that success look like for them? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for that insight guys. And um, yeah, you all are uniquely suited to to tackle everything that you all are undertaking with with your projects, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing how far you all go, and I'll be cheering for for, uh, for you all too in the process. So, thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And um, I will also say um, I'll make sure to wrap this up soon because I know we're getting. What are we at? The almost end of the first quarter. So I will uh, start to wrap up the <laughs> the spaces. So um, last question for both of you. Um, so is there any new alpha or something new that's on your roadmap that you can tease out today to the audience to let us know what's coming next? And then finally, um, I always love to end with an ask. How can the audience support you? Yeah, so... Um... Some alpha will be that the in the next few weeks, um, if you go onto our platform, dbc-nft.com, you will see a lot more athletes' cards starting to drop, as well as we haven't announced it yet, but there's going to be U.S. dollar integration for people to be able to pay in U.S. dollar. Um, and then as to roadmap, um, as well, this hasn't been announced, so this will be the first group to hear it. We are sort of going through a little bit of a rebrand. We are going to be redoing our website. So what people see now is is usable and a great product and awesome, but it's going to be even better um, come, you know, that August, uh, August, September time when we really bring, you know, the full scale product to, to, to life for everyone. And so then I guess last is the ask. Um Everyone would love everyone to go follow on, on all social media, my own, um, and then our company, DPC underscore NFT, um, at DPC underscore NFT, that's our uh, Twitter, and then DPC NFT is our Instagram. 
Uh, and then lastly, if you are an athlete, if you were an athlete growing up and you want a card created, um, there's a way to do it on our platform. It's a little easier right now if you just reach out to me and we'll, we'll work on it that way. So if you were a former athlete, if you have a son, daughter, um, if you work with camps, any, you know, any sort of sport, um, reach out. I'm, we're happy to, to start working with you on, on creating NFTs for, for anybody you work with. So thanks again for having me on and, and, you know, looking forward to staying in touch with everyone. Love it. Love it. All right. Pure. Yeah. On my side, thank you uh, as well. You know, this, this, it was really uh, uh, fun uh, uh, to, to talk about uh, and discuss uh, as far as, you know, our product definitely, uh, you know, even though the, the competition just ended, but our next game, the one that's launching uh, at the end of this month, uh, I would really encourage you to just sign up for the for the um, for the system when you go to our website because and connect you know your steps. It's super easy. You just need an iPhone or an Android device and you can connect uh, your steps. And what that essentially gets you is 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 the the, the NFT character that that you know you you will be able to access at the end of the month will be stronger because you've collected more steps right so that's i would say is i would really stress that out as the alpha is the earlier you start collecting your steps the the higher uh, uh performing the the nft character is going to be and then there's a lot sort of in the plans for us in terms of how the game mechanic is going to work it's going to be really fun so i would i would encourage you to just sign up right now because we think it's it's going to be pretty cool uh when we when we launch the game uh at the end of the month Awesome. Super exciting. I can't, can't wait to see that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want to thank everybody for coming um, to NFTs for good. I will also say um, for everybody who attended today, um, you will get a unstoppable domains credit. And I also appreciate people being here. We're talking about like health and sports again during the NBA final. So if you DM blue studios labs, um, I will actually send two unstoppable domain credits two fifty dollar unstoppable domain credits to folks who dm us um just to thank you for um attending today Kelly's the best isn't she <laughs> hey we're all about incentives in web3 <laughs> that's right exactly so yeah so definitely uh dm us um the blue studios labs is in the space right now you can just go there click on it and say send direct message and we will get you guys two fifty dollars unstoppable domains credits. Um, unstoppable domains has been a great partner with us, especially uh, with the launch of our wallet um, that's coming up later this year. So we're super excited to work with them. And definitely, um, you know, after I send you the message, you can check out more about that. Um, but thanks again for attending NFTs for Good. Again, we do this every week. We're weekly Twitter Spaces. It's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT. Web3 and crypto space. We do this once a week and you can check out the schedule on our website, booststudios.io backslash NFTs dash for good. And again, we're all about highlighting the builders and founders and just showing that there are really great people building in this space. And so thanks so much to Daniel and Pior. Um, you guys are working on amazing things. It's putting more control into... Um, into like the everyday person is something that I really love. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Kelly. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. So and thanks much. for everyone for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. All right. Thanks. And everybody, watch. Go ahead and finish watching the game. So I'll see everybody next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.